In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As you're making a list for the little ones in your life this time of year, don't forget about the new releases at New Growth Press, including the new picture book, Why Do We Say Goodnight? Going to bed and turning out the light can be a scary time for many children, so this book reminds little ones that Jesus watches over them all night long, just like a shepherd protects his sheep. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I get to welcome back my friend Blake Hardcastle. Blake is the pastor of spiritual formation at Grand Parkway Baptist Church near Houston, Texas. In that role, he oversees Sunday and midweek Bible communities, missions engagement, and discipleship. For over 20 years, he previously served in collegiate ministry at the University of Delaware. Blake and his wife Jenny have been married since 1996 and have three sons. Blake, great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh man, I am looking forward to this. So what verse do you have for us today? Today I have Romans chapter 8, verse 32, and it reads, He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? All right. So Blake, why did you choose this verse? What's important about this verse? Well, in Scripture, this is important because this serves as a correction against discouragement. So in in the previous part of the passage, uh, Paul is communicating that everything God allows works together for our good. Uh, He has, uh, from eternity past, uh, for knowing and predestining and calling people. Uh, And and in fact, Paul thinks it's so certain that uh, he says we're going to be glorified. Now, this doesn't happen yet. It'll happen in return. What this means is that God is concerned and involved in every single part of your life. Not that this is a promise that you can use to trick God into giving you like an unending stream of presence or trying to force him to grant you things like people or situations that really would become little false gods you worship. Rather, It says he does not withhold any legitimate thing, and in fact, he wants to use what he gives us to make us humble, to make us grateful, and to make us rejoicing. Yeah, that's really important because on the one hand, God is generous toward us. He wants us to know that, but he also, he's God. He's not a genie in a bottle. So there's a balance here, and I look forward to hearing how you unpack that. Before we get there, Blake, how did this verse become important to you? Why did you pick this one? Yeah, this summer we moved our family from Delaware to Houston, uh, Texas, and this was an adjustment in my ministry calling, and it Mm -hmm. meant an adjustment in ministry location. And and our our entire family was convinced that God was indeed leading us to this change. And and really, so many things changed. Uh, A new home, new schools, new roads, a new climate, new grocery stores, new doctors, dentists, friends, on and on and on. And, And 
navigating change, um, it's, it's pretty hard. And, and some days, you know, uh, I'm getting lost again going to my new job. Uh, or, or I can't find a you know, specific item in the grocery store or our kids are trying to make new friends. And when this happens, um, you know, we experience moments of doubt and, and we get discouraged. And we think about, you know, did we make a mistake moving here? Uh, God, are you going to help us? Is it going to always be this hard? And so a verse like this where he didn't spare his own son, offered him up. How will he not also grant us everything? It is a great protection against getting discouraged, you know, taking a little bit of data and extrapolating, oh, this is how life's always going to be. Yeah. Isn't that the way we process things? We have a few facts and we think, oh, I know the whole story. Here's what's going on. There's a mistake. I made a mistake or God's not being fair. And that's just not true, is it? No, not at all. In fact, if we were to look at you know this verse and turn it around to what's the opposite of this verse? Oh, good. I like this. Go for it. It, it would it would it would read like this, or, or it would, we would think like this: uh, God did one amazing thing for you in Jesus, but that's it. But that is enough. And in, in fact, don't you dare ask or don't you bother him with anything. You got to take care of that stuff on your own. Uh, you're all by yourself, and and that thinking that is not the gospel that is not true but but that kind of thinking is what creeps in and and what Romans 8:32 kind of corrects re, reshifts our compass to where we are seeing things the way God sees them uh, we can feel like we're on our own or we can feel like we're bothering God and and that's not true at all he gets glory and he gets pleasure from providing for us. John Newton, the, the guy who wrote uh, the hymn, the song Amazing Grace, right. uh, he also writes lots of other things. And, and part of what he writes is that God allows difficulty so that we would feel our need of him and we'd run to him. Hmm. And, and so we can experience the gospel again uh, of God doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Yeah, I love John Newton. His life, Live for the Lord, just has been a blessing to so many in ways he just never could have imagined. I mean, who would have known that that song would have had such widespread influence over the last several hundred years? So I remember this verse, Blake, Romans 8.32, reading about it in a book written by John Piper, and he talked about the logic of this verse. And I don't think I'd really thought about it that way before, but there is this internal uh, logic or math. Uh, there's an equation, right? He's reasoning in this verse. Why don't you talk us through what is that reasoning? Yeah, I, that's a, a great way of thinking about it. The reasoning is, I think part of it is we get really stuck on things that are, well, relatively speaking, in light of eternity, in light of glory, they're small. And, you know, what Piper's bringing out logic-wise is God has done this incredibly difficult, incredibly massive. The, the biggest problem you will ever face, he's solved. And so everything else is just a microscopic problem. Hmm. And, and, and so when we doubt that he could ever care about or has the power to deal with those, uh, we're, we're not thinking logically. We're forgetting right. um, what, what has been so significant. So if he gave his own son, if he dealt with our biggest problem, that is our sin, then he's going to be able to deal with lesser things. And it shows if he's generous enough to give his own son, he's generous enough to give us smaller items. So yeah. let me read it again. This is Romans 8, 32. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, he did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he also not with him grant us everything? Ah, it's a great reminder of the heart of the Lord for us. 
So, Blake, you have sons. You've got three sons. They're older than fifth grade now. But if you can remember, it's not been too many years, when they were younger and you were going to explain this verse to them, what would that sound like? How would you explain this verse to someone in elementary school? Yeah, you know, in fact, I'm glad you asked that because sometimes this is how I need to understand this verse again. Uh, I'm not not over getting uh, the clear meaning of it. So here's what I think about it. Hard things, these are not bad things. In fact, uh, they are often uh, the things God uses to make our love of Him go stronger and to make our experiencing of Him more regular. God has a design for every single thing He allows in your life. And as we said already, He did the hardest thing you will ever face, which was you were trapped by sin and death. Everything else is easy for Him. Uh, He's the kind of father that uh, takes you to the grocery store, and he does not just say, all right, only get the necessities. He's the kind of father who says, hey, you want some cookies? Hmm. God is not stingy. Hmm. Uh, he, will, he will see you through every single hard thing. And after, when you're through it, he, you will feel like you are God's spoiled favorite child. I like that. Yeah, that, that's been the lie ever since the beginning of creation, right? That's been the lie since the Garden of Eden, that God is not generous. I mean, sometimes with our kids, when we're going somewhere to someone's house in the car, we'll go through the normal routine of don't do this and don't do that and you know all these reminders. And then they're used to it by now. But the last one is always have a good time because in the garden, actually, the first command wasn't don't eat from the tree. It's you may eat from every tree in the garden. Yeah. Except, you know, this one. So at his heart, there is such a generosity with our God. Yeah. You know, living within the bounds of of how God has set up life for us, living within those rules and boundaries, um, it is so amazing and and so enjoyable that we're tempted to make idols of those things. Mm. And so, yeah, it is is incredibly gracious to him and and incredibly generous to him where he gives us this very enjoyable experience. So, Blake, it's great to have you on the podcast again, this time not from Delaware, not from down the street, but uh, from quite a ways away. It's always good to talk with you. Would you just take a moment and close our podcast with a word of prayer? I'd be glad to. Uh, Gracious Father, we ask that you would correct our thinking in two ways. One, that we would more and more and more be blown away and overwhelmed with you providing Jesus to die in our place. And not just that, but to then give us, credited in our account, the life he lived. Secondly, would you give us a renewed openness, a renewed dependence upon you where we begin asking you of almost every little thing we encounter. May we go now often to the presence of you, our gracious, full, abled Father. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.